Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Celebrating Joy podcast. I'm Mary Turner, and I have a really special guest today and a good friend of mine. His name is Alex Trotter. So welcome to the podcast. What up? How's it going? <laughs> um, Can you tell the audience just a little about who you are, your walk with the Lord, and anything you want to share? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Alex Trotter, like Mary said. Um, I am 21, living in Atlanta, Georgia, currently a senior in college, getting my degree in film studies. So um, super fun stuff. But um, I guess a little bit about me, my walk with the Lord. I've grown up in a Christian family pretty much all my life, had Christian values, um, like bit was raised in that. Um, so I've kind of always been exposed to that kind of stuff. And it really wasn't until high school that I started to have like a personal relationship with the Lord. Went through a lot of stuff in like middle school, high school, that transition area, and just kind of like started to walk away from the Lord a little bit, but was still kind of living this double life of going to church, saying I'm a Christian, but living how I wanted to outside of that. And um, really just over over the span of that time in high school, the Lord slowly called me back to him. And I realized that the stuff I was doing in the world was not fulfilling and wasn't really working. Um, I didn't have anywhere else to run. So I was like, well, I know God's there because I've learned about him all my life. So just ran back to him and really just has been amazing walking with the Lord. But um, it's been fun. It's been hard, but yeah, that's a, that's kind of a little bit about me, about my walk with the Lord. I do photography, videography. I don't know <laughs> if that's necessary to say, but it's a little yeah. bit about me. So you can get to know me a little bit. I love it. And yeah, Alex and I literally met, I would say like three or four years ago. Yeah, I think it was like, like three. We were both at the same conference together and he was like sitting in front of me with all his friends and we just like being friends. So it's been really cool to see him just like grow in the Lord and just really use his talents. And so I kind of want to talk about just obedience with you because I think you do a really great job and you just like want to say yes to like the Lord and what he asked for you. So can you like talk about how you remain obedient and kind of what that looks like? Absolutely. I think the initial part of like, because there's like the, like there's pre like pre obedience, almost like to be obedient, you have to understand who you're being obedient to mm -hmm. or what you're being obedient to. Um, and I think, you know, having that personal relationship with Jesus is like super important to being obedient because if you don't know him, how are you going to be obedient to him? Uh, but just like really trusting him and knowing he's going to be there throughout it all. Um, and like remembering that I think helps with being obedient. And I think that's where I found, I found myself a lot of times with being obedient is I look, I look to God and I'm like, okay, well I know his character because I've seen it throughout my life. So why like I, I i know his character so i can trust him and so mm -hmm. i trust him with that obedience um so yeah that's i, I feel like that's kind of like the first uh, first step if you will i there's not really steps to obedience but like there kind of is i don't know <laughs> um yeah i love the word of god so i'm gonna share some scripture i found because I think it's absolutely amazing. Wow. Uh, but Philippians 2, 8 says, uh, in being found in appearance as a man, he being Jesus humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Mm -hmm. um, and so Paul is writing that to, you know, one of the churches that he's overseeing. But I think that's just a huge point, especially looking to Jesus for being obedient. Um, we see that he was obedient to the point of death on the cross. 
Um, and we know he did that for us because he wanted us to be with him. Um, and so like in my mind, when I think of being obedient, I, I think of that verse and I'm like, okay, if the savior who saved me can humble himself and, and literally go through with dying on the cross, like one of the most humiliating punishments in that time of day, I can be obedient in going to my grocery store and paying for this guy's groceries, or I can be obedient in, you know, waking up an hour early and reading scripture. I can be obedient in going to a mission trip to the nations, like whatever it may be, like he has done it far, um, I guess far worse, but also far better than we ever have. So. Yeah, that's so good. And just obedience. I think when you put it in the perspective of like Jesus literally humbled himself to die on the cross, like we can do a simple task and it might seem so hard for us in the moment, but like, it's really so simple. And like the Lord just wants us to be obedient. So can you talk about a particular time or just like a season where you knew you were supposed to be obedient to what the Lord wanted you to do, but just weren't? Yeah. Actually, the grocery store one that I just mentioned, that was uh, that was one of the times <laughs> that I was should have been obedient, but wasn't. I was I was in I was literally going to Publix to buy sushi for lunch. Like I was like, I want some sushi and walked in and like the Holy Spirit just highlighted this guy to me. And I was like, I felt the Lord like tell me, like, go go share about my love, like tell him I love him, essentially. Um, but he was asking me to share the gospel. But and I I was like scared. I was like, what the heck? And what's weird about it was I had just gotten back from a mission trip where I was sharing the gospel with other people. I was like, ah, I don't know, Lord, like this is in public. Like this is different than, you know, the compounds in Zambia that we were just in. Like, I don't know. And so I, I kind of, I just ignored it. Honestly, like I ignored what he was speaking to me and I, I went and got my sushi and left. Um, and I got in my car afterwards and was like, so convicted because I was like, dang, like I, I ignored what the Lord was speaking to me. Um, and I, I sat on that for a long time because I was kind of like, I was beating myself up over it, which I shouldn't have been, but it was like, it was one of those things where like, when you know you were disobedient to the Lord, it's like, ah, dang, like that. That sucks. The Lord actually used that to teach me a lot of teach me a lot about obedience, but also like the things that hinder obedience. And I learned from that, like through through God's help and guiding me through that, I learned that like there are two things that will hinder obedience very, very heavily. And it's the fear of man and pride. Um, And I think those are two things that are very prevalent in pretty much every, everyone's life today. We live in a culture where it's like, you know, everyone cares what everyone thinks. And we live in a culture where it's an individualistic culture that everyone's, you know, has like pride almost. Um, not everyone, but you know, it's, yeah, you know what I mean? But I think a lot of the times, like that's kind of seeped into the church with Christians too. And, and as I was thinking about this, I, I was like, yeah, like this has like been in my life. And so I, I, asked some friends about it and they were like, yeah, like I I've experienced this as well. Um, and I just think like fear of man and pride are like two big things that hinder obedience because one with fear of man, you're, you're scared of what people think ultimately, like 
we should only be caring what God thinks. Um, and like easier, way, way easier said than done. Um, let me be the first to say that it's way easier said than done. Um, but God's opinion is the only one that matters. And I found Paul in Galatians 1.10 uh, says, am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Am I trying to please people or, or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. And I found that verse after I, I wasn't obedient to the Lord. And I was like, wow, wow. <laughs> it was like yeah. Holy Spirit conviction, <laughs> like getting yeah. hit by a train. I was like, dang, bro. Um, but for real, like, that's like, I, I feel like that is one of the things the Lord showed me through that with fear of man is like, Hey, you gotta, it's, it's what the Lord thinks or nothing. Like what mm-hmm. people think doesn't matter of you. Um, and then pride on the, on top of that is like, um, you know, we talked about the verse where Jesus humbled himself and became obedient on the cross. And it's like, Jesus is God and he stepped out of heaven and and took on flesh. And, you know, we're around Christmas time right now. It's like, he took form of a human child, um, and was completely helpless, like humbled himself in that way. And then was obedient to death on the cross. And it's like, when we're prideful, that hinders our obedience because we're saying, you know, oh, actually I know better God. Like, I know, I know you're telling me to do this, but you know, actually I think my plan is better. Um, and that's what I said in the grocery store that day. And, and, you know, it wasn't better, obviously. Um, and I'm thankful too, that like, no matter what the Lord's plan is always going to be carried out. Like if he didn't use me, he's going to use someone else to reach that guy. Um, it says that in scripture somewhere. I don't know where it's at exactly, but Mm -hmm. so there is some encouragement in that. And the Lord did teach me a lot through that, but that was kind of one of those times where I was like, yeah, definitely should have been obedient there. Yeah, that is so true. I totally agree with like the fear of man and the pridefulness like every time that I think I've been disobedient it's because of one of those like yeah it's always gonna be one of those and I like vividly remember like why am I trying to live for the rule of man because yeah broken just as much as everyone else and like we should only care about the Lord's opinion and like we already know what he says that he loves us we're his children like he cares for us and so it's like why are we even thinking about the other thing so yeah really good good truth in that. Um, so you mentioned a little bit earlier about Zambia and I know you've gotten to go overseas and serve on missions, but obviously the listeners don't. So can yes. you talk a little <laughs> about what you did and kind of what the Lord has done for you there? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I had the opportunity to go to Zambia last summer. Well, I guess it was the summer of this year, 2022. I was on the media team, so I got to take photos and video of like what the Lord was doing in Zambia, which was super, super cool. Um, But essentially what we did was we got over there. uh, Our home base was in Lusaka and um, we would go out. We partnered with churches down there. So there were like, I think there were like six churches we partnered with and we would send groups of us from our team out to these churches every day. um, And we would go out into the compounds around these churches um, and the compounds uh, to get like a visual of like what this is. Cause when I say compounds, like you may think of like military structure and that's not what it is at all. It's like, um, it's like very poor housing, like 
sometimes like metal for for walls or roofs and like you know uh just mud everywhere it's like very 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 poor the the slums is like another like term i guess you would use to picture that um but we would go out into that area of uh zambia and we would essentially just share the gospel with people um and our the organization I went with was called Africa Freedom Mission. And our big thing with that um, is being spirit led. And so uh, we would, what was really cool about this, which I'd never done evangelism in this way before, but we would start the day by doing worship and then going off with our individual groups and asking the Lord, Hey, what do you have for us today? Like what, um, you know, show us some, some pictures of, of stuff you want us to see, like to lead us to people. And so the Lord would just like, give us like names, pictures, like houses, like someone got like a green door and then like someone like saw like corn one day and the Lord was like, yeah, corn. And and then uh, that day, like they went to a house that the guy sold corn and like he received the gospel and got saved. So like just crazy stuff like that. But we would go and we'd share the gospel and then um, we would connect these people with the local churches out there and we would like just get them in the church, but also like help them to understand, you know, what the true gospel is. And Zambia is a little different too than other nations in Africa because Zambia is technically a Christian nation in quotations. Um, and so it's very similar to America actually wouldn't where if you would ask someone, you know, Hey, are you a Christian? They'd be like, yeah, absolutely. Like I know who Jesus is. And it's like, that's not technically like the whole thing. You're, yeah. you're kind of close. Um, so we, we had a lot of times where we would actually have to rewalk through the gospel with them. And they're like, Oh, wow. I, I never even knew any of this. I just knew this Jesus guy. And I was like, yeah, like stuff's legit. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's kind of what we did over in Zambia. So it was, it was absolutely amazing. That's so awesome. And just like, so cool that you can like sit with the Holy spirit and have him kind of direct you in yeah. the way that he wants you to move. And I think that's a, like in America, especially like we discount that a lot and like forget For sure sit with the holy spirit and see where he wants to lead you mm -hmm. i was actually a few weeks ago in waco we had this like revival thing and it was like we sat in a, a room and just like prayed like lord take us where you want us to go today and i had never really done anything like that before where i just yeah. like went out in a car with a group of four people and just like asked the lord to take us where he wanted to go and it was really cool. Like I prayed and the Lord was like, I want you to go to a gas station. And so I went to a gas station and like, no, the person we just like had an encounter with and said, like, Jesus loves you didn't accept Christ that day. But it's like, hey, we planted a seed and yeah. like we started to water that for him. And like, maybe that was the first time you heard Jesus's name or maybe like the 10th yeah. time and it might take a few more times, but just like being obedient in that and also just like listening to the spirit I think we discount that all the time and it's so scary and so I think just like really making it about the Lord and not about us but I want to kind of sure. touch on that and ask you how do you overcome the feeling of being scared and like it being hard and also like not only being in Africa sharing the gospel but also like here in your local community and just like in America or anywhere you go that's a good question, honestly. Um, it's something I've wrestled with since being back. Um, because yes, Zambia is similar to America, but also like 
America is just a whole different beast when it comes to sharing the gospel. And it's like overseas, it's like one thing. Uh, but I think the one constant thing to establish first and foremost is listening to the spirit, you know, and and being spirit led in wherever you're at. Um, because honestly, like he's a better guide than any of us could ever be. But in America, it's it's interesting. And I've 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 wrestled with this as I've been back because America is one of the first like postmodern Christian generations. Like a lot of people are like the gospel has been pro- proclaimed across America. And there are a lot of Christians who are um, saying that they believe in Christ and they have accepted the gospel. But um, when you look at the fruit of their life, you know, it's kind of hard to see that. And so it's like you really have to um, meet people where they're at. And that's been a theme that the Lord has kind of been highlighting. Um, and I'm still learning what that means to meet people where they're at, especially in America. Um But I think just like in America, like sharing the gospel, it's really like uh, I feel and this may be just me. This may be just the conversations that I've had, but a lot of it is is planting seeds a lot of the time. And, you know, it's I I firmly believe that there's going to be a time very soon where we are going to see mass salvations and, um, you know, the spirit is going to be poured out crazily. But. I, right now, it's a lot of planting seeds um, and it's a lot of, you know, stirring up the faith of these people that are kind of curious that don't really know. Like I had a friend that I met the other day for uh, lunch and, you know, he was like curious about the Lord. He was like, yeah, like um, I, I want to know the Lord more. And I was like, dude, that's sick. Like, let's go. So we met we met for lunch and everything. Um, and I had to get rid of my preconceived notions about what I thought would was known and what was not known because I was like, well, have you ever heard this story in Luke? And he was like, no, I've never heard that. And I was like, I kind of was taken aback Um, and not in a bad way. That wasn't anything to like rip on him, but it was like, I had thought, you know, oh, everyone's heard the gospel here. And it's like, no, like actually like not everyone has. And so um, it's kind of just, I like for him, it was meeting him where he was at and that was sharing that story with him. But for others, they may know that story. They may know everything, but they've never experienced it. Um, and I think that's where a lot of a lot of people in America are when it comes to like sharing the gospel is they know everything in their head. But when it comes to experiencing it in their heart, they haven't they haven't had an experience with um, Christ, like a physical encounter with him. Uh, like when you have a physical encounter with Christ, like it'll change your entire life. And the amazing thing too, is like, I guess for those of you listening, like Christ wants to give you a physical encounter. Like he wants to show himself to you. Like he loves that. Like you are his child. You are his beloved. Like he wants to encounter you in that way. Um, so don't be afraid to ask him for it, but yeah, I think that's a lot of, you know, kind of the difference between America and overseas is just yeah. really meeting people where they're at but that is so good and just like love planting seeds I think that's something that discourages a lot of believers is because like no I want to see change now and like I want who I share the gospel with to like accept Christ now Mm -hmm. but that sometimes isn't the case and I think it's really important to like learn how to facilitate conversation well and not be like forcing and not shoving throat like you want them to genuinely want to know the lord and like i think a huge part of that is i talk about this a lot with my friends is like 
living your life as a ministry and like mm-hmm. your life as a mission and it's to live like the Lord. And that's really so, it seems so hard, but it is simple. Like yeah, smile when you're having contact with someone, look at someone in the eye, like ask them how they are before you talk about yourself. And yeah. like, it's really important. And it's like our life truly isn't about us. And I think it's sometimes can get tripped up in our minds that we want to do this for the Lord and we want to look like a good Christian, but that's not what he's asking us to do. He's asking us yeah. just to live like him and plant those seeds and hopefully it will lead them to salvation. But if it doesn't, then that's okay. But you're being obedient in that. So yeah, about I think too, like, um, like the great commission, um, Matthew 28, God doesn't say, you know, Hey guys, go out there and save as many people as you can. Like he doesn't say that he tells them to go make disciples. And I think, I think that's a lot where we get confused. It's like, you know, we want to see numbers. We want to see salvations. And that's amazing. Like I want to see salvations too. I want to see people join the kingdom. But at the end of the day, like if you save, not you save, if the Lord saves through you 300 people, but only two of those become disciples, then it's like, whoa, there's a, there's a really big gap there of like what this ministry is, what, what this ministry that you're doing is, is affecting. Um, and it's like, when you look at Jesus's life, he made disciples. He, he like, there were, there were many people who wanted to come to him. I'm thinking of the rich, the rich young ruler, you know, this guy was like, I've followed the law all my life. I've, I've done all these things. I've kept it. And Jesus is like, okay, go sell all your possessions and then follow me. And Mm -hmm. Jesus wasn't like Jesus in that moment could have been like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, follow me. But Jesus was like, no, I'm not. I I don't want half-hearted disciples. I want, I want disciples that are all in, that are fully committed, running with fire in their heart, full steam ahead towards me. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's, that's really where the seed planting comes in with America. I think is like, we, it's a slow process, but we need to, we need to get behind ourselves or we need to get, um, yeah, we need to get behind ourselves and, and just be, be like, okay, I know I want to see salvations, but it's not about me. And I know the Lord wants disciples more. So I'm going to, I'm going to plant as many seeds as I can and help grow these people mature into Christ. Um, and it's, it's all about making disciples. It's not about, you know, saving thousands and thousands of people. Yeah, that's so true. And just, I know a lot back to like saying about our generation just like truly wanting to just like build build and like build kingdom almost but it's like it's not about us it's not about our following it's about are we following the lord and we being obedient so with that there's a lot of hate and rejection from the world um Mm -hmm. because our world is so broken and i'm sure you've experienced it too um just with sharing your faith on instagram or being public about it in your walk of the lord like how do you how you seen rejection and like how do you handle it with believers and non-believers because i've experienced both hate from both sides so what about you yeah no i i have as well i've experienced um from both sides i think um I think one of the things uh, to encourage, like, I guess everyone who may be listening to this, but also us, um, John 15, 18 through 19 says, if the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, but 
but because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world. Therefore, the world hates you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Jesus is essentially saying there, hey, like if you're hated by the world, that is, you know, non-believers, like the, they hated him too. So you're you're sharing in the sufferings of Christ, which is um, Paul talks about that. And he talks about how much of a joy it is to be able to share in the sufferings of Christ. I I've definitely been hated by non-believers before for sharing my faith. And it's it's a very... Um, I feel like it's a very passive aggressive, the one, as much as I've experienced from, from non-believers, it's very passive aggressive. Um, but I mean, we just have to like kick the dust off our feet and, you know, keep moving along. Cause, um, I mean, they hated Jesus too. And so it's like, we, um, we need to love them because they honestly, like where Jesus was like, father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Like they don't know. Oh, they don't know any better and and they need the gospel as much as we do every day. Um, and so I think in that hate from non-believers, like we need to ask the Lord for compassion and just to be able to see them through his eyes. But I think from, from believers, um, I feel like I've actually experienced more direct hate from believers than I have from non-believers, which kind of yeah. says something, but, um, that's that's tricky to navigate because it's like okay is this guy or girl hating on me or are they trying to keep me accountable or are they keeping me accountable yeah. passive aggressively like <laughs> you're like okay what's the deal here um i think yeah i think having to like discern okay where is where is this stemming from like what's the why behind this this fellow brother or sister is um coming at me like this is uh is important because I've had, you know, I'll post stuff on my Instagram sometimes that's, um, that may be a little controversial. Um, and sometimes I'll get straight up hate for it, but a lot of the times I have, I have a lot of brothers and sisters who, who love me and I know their heart and I know their personality who will, um, like call me out on it and be like, Hey man, like, I, I don't know about this or, you know, I don't, I don't know if this is right. Or they'll just have a conversation with me and get, my thoughts on like, you know, what it is. And I think that's not necessarily hate. That's more so keeping accountable. Um, but I think, yeah, I think just from, from discerning, like, you know, okay, what, what is the why behind what they're saying to me right now is super, super important. And again, just asking the Lord for compassion for them, because if they, if they are a believer and they're hating on you, like there's obviously something deeper there that is going on. Um, and so just asking the Lord for guidance and that and how to, how to go about that is I think really, really important, but yeah. yeah. You can't put your faith in what other people are saying. Like if they're saying something bad about you, then you really have to like shake it off. And it is so hard because I think the hardest thing for me is when I get hate from believers, it's like, Hey, we're on the same team. You're my brother or sister in Christ. We should be encouraging each other and like Mm -hmm. pushing each other to love others. But instead you're tearing me down, kind of making me stop in my tracks. And so I think it's just really good reminder that you can't put your faith in what people are saying because yeah. that's when you're going to just fall. And it's a reminder to all of us. It's like, okay, we're all broken. Once again, you can't trust others and like you can trust in the Lord and he'll continue to guide you. But I think it is true. Like when people are lashing out, it's normally something deeper and yeah. so just continue to show them love and compassion because you want the same thing for you. And so 
it's a really good reminder. And it's really, it really is like a hard thing to do because I yeah. experience it a lot. Like even with the podcast and just like other things, it's like, oh, like, why is she doing that? And I'm like, hey, mm-hmm. I'm really doing this for like the Lord called me to it. And so it's like, it is hard, but it's like trusting the Lord that he's working and like he'll use the things that he's using you for to like, yeah, others. I think you just hit on something like really important that I kind of like, <laughs> I kind of want to hit on because you said you said being obedient is hard. Um, and I think that is so, so true. And it's not talked about a lot, the the difficulty of being obedient uh, mm-hmm. or, or of being obedient. Um, I had a I had something happen where uh, the Lord clearly called me to be obedient in this. Um, and I I was like, Lord, this is I like it involved another person. And I was like, I, I, I don't know if I can do this cause this is going to hurt them. Um, I know I'm being obedient to do you, but I know that what you're calling me to do is going to hurt them. Um, and it wasn't like I was going to, you know, go like be mean to them or something like yeah. that, but it was something like, you know, breaking off ties to a relationship. And, um, I eventually followed through with what he had called me to be obedient in. And, um, I was asking the Lord on the way home. I was like, I was like, God, why was that so hard? Like, why? I was like, why, why did that hurt so bad? Cause I was like, I don't like hurting people. I know you don't like hurting people. And he just so tenderly whispered to me. He was like, Alex, do you think, do you think my disciples didn't sacrifice things when they were obedient to me? And I was just like, whoa like (laughs) i was like okay i hear you lord but i I, the more i thought about it i was like oh my gosh like that's so true like matthew 4 18 through 20 says they immediately dropped their nets and followed him and it's like these disciples had a life they had jobs they probably had wives they may have had kids like they had family and family in the jewish culture was you know one of the most important things like for these disciples to just drop everything and follow this man that they call Jesus, like that probably like we read it in scripture and we're like, Oh yeah, they immediately dropped their nets. But it's like, if you really think about it, like that was probably one of the hardest things they've ever done, but one of the most rewarding things they've ever done. And I think that's, that's so just evident in the hardness of obediences Um, though. It may be so difficult in that moment, the reward afterwards is so so great because in that you're submitting to christ you're humbly saying you know god it's not about me i'm submitting to you and he's and what's so cool and what is so amazing about jesus is he rewards us for our obedience when we don't like it's such a grace like we don't even deserve to be rewarded for obedience like that's like the bare minimum in the god and god god is like you know what i want to reward you for this so like here you go and we may, may not see that in that moment but you know it's like he rewards us for that. And it's just, it's so such a testament to his character, but you kind of hit on this. It's like, life is not comfortable. Like when you're a believer, it's not going to be comfortable. Like the disciples walked around the desert. They walked (laughs) miles every day wearing sandals and like to just like be with the Lord and proclaim his name. And so our lives, if they are comfortable, then get uncomfortable. Like yeah, you're supposed come on. to be uncomfortable. Like come it's on. not going to be the easiest ride. Like being a believer is so fun and it's so awesome getting mm-hmm. to like walk with the Lord, but 
it's not a comfortable journey and like it's exciting it's fun but it's not easy and I think that's something we forget a lot is like oh once I'm a believer like everything's gonna be fine like no brokenness no grieving that's completely wrong like yeah so I think just being reminded of that is just gonna really help like yes it's hard but it's so worth it Mm -hmm. so get uncomfortable yeah get uncomfortable guys get uncomfortable (laughs) um one more question I wanted to ask you which I ask everyone on here is just how are you celebrating joy in this season of your life oh my gosh that's a great question I think I think for me um just you know we're we're filming this at the end of the year at the end of 2022 or approaching the end so I think for me um one around Christmas time just celebrating the joy that comes with like remembering how what Christ did for us in coming to us to save us. But for like a practical sense, like just looking back over the year and just seeing like, you know, all the places that I've gotten to travel, all the things that the Lord has done in each of those places. And just really looking at like the fruit of like what God has done over this past year Um, in my life and others lives around me is just like, that looking back on that and just seeing his faithfulness brings me joy in and of itself. Like uh, literally like just, just knowing I got to the end of this year and he's still with me. Like he was at the beginning of this year. Like I know that sounds super cliche and Christian, (laughs) but genuinely like the Lord is like, like Jesus is everything to me. And like for him to just stay with me through that entire year is it brings me so much joy because I'm like, oh my gosh, you literally are the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And so it's like, I'm, I literally, I, <laughs> I, if, I feel like I'm talking about the Lord like all the time, but it's like in, in this whole, be. this whole zoom, but I mean, yeah, that's how it yeah. should be. Like when, when you're, when you're married to someone, like you want to do everything and talk about them. So it's like, I, I can't help but talk about the Lord, but I think that's what just is bringing me joy over the past year is just like, just looking back and seeing all that he's done and his faithfulness. So that's awesome. And that's honestly similar to me. Like I went through a really rough year, like this past year and like kind of like the end of last year, 2021. And I was like sitting alone in reflection with the Lord. And I was like, wow. Like, I feel like I do this almost every year and I sit and like reflect on the year, but this year in particular, I'm like, you have brought me through so much in a year and like have truly equipped me even more so like I completely am there with you and like praise God that he like used you so much this past year but it's awesome so anyways Alex thanks so much for coming on the podcast and just kind of sharing your thoughts about obedience and just everything and uh Zambia and we're super excited since you're going back and so that's (laughs) super exciting um so once again thank you so much Thanks for having me. I wanted to give people the opportunity if they felt called to go overseas on a mission trip to come with Africa Freedom Mission because if it's a great organization and um, they're still accepting applications. So um, look up Africa Freedom Mission online or on Instagram and you can find their page. But uh, if you have felt called and want to be obedient to what the Lord's calling you to check that out and come with us this summer. Thank you guys for listening so much and I'll see you next time.